passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. As if they don't have too much on their plates. The Kings of Combat Sports Podcast, John and Wade. They'll talk about the things they did that day. They'll analyze the work of Vince and Triple H. You want to smack down. 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 Hello, everybody, and welcome to Rewind to SmackDown. I am John Pollock, live here with Wei Ting. The Rewind to SmackDown simulcast has begun. Hello, Wei. Uh, hey, John. Hello, 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 and welcome everybody watching us in Zoom in the Post Wrestling Cafe, but also everybody watching us on YouTube. Yeah. Yes, we are going to be doing the first portion of this show uh, free for everybody uh, that is watching on YouTube. And then for the remainder of the show, uh, that will be exclusive to the members at postwrestlingcafe.com. So uh, new listeners, uh, you can check out. This is like uh, your, your test drive. And maybe after 20 minutes or so, man, I don't want to ever hear these two voices again. Well, you don't have to. But if you want to hear the whole show, uh, you can always join postwrestlingcafe.com. $6 a month gets you in the door and access to uh, multiple bonus shows per week, including this show every Friday night at 11.15 Eastern, where we go through Rampage, SmackDown, and we'll be opening up the phone lines at the end. And uh, lots to talk about tonight with uh, both programs and going into Revolution Weekend in Orlando. Yeah, earlier today, of course, we did our preview of AEW Revolution, not just with you and I, but also with Braden Harrington from Up Next. Uh, so you guys can go check that out right now. It's a prior video on the YouTube or if you're a Post Wrestling Cafe patron, uh, find it right in your RSS feed. Yes, uh, great chat with uh, Braden Harrington, and he is going to be doing a live watch along here in Toronto on Sunday night at the Hard Luck Bar on uh, Dundas Street West. All of the information can be found at... Uh, up next podcast on Twitter. All the information is pinned there at the top. Um, it's $11 if you want to get your tickets in advance, 15 at the door, and you get to watch the entire pay-per-view with a bunch of wrestling fans in Toronto, and it should be a pretty solid pay-per-view. So that is uh, coming up on Sunday. All the information can be heard on the Post Daily News Show as well as the three of us previewed Sunday's pay-per-view, which, which grew way. Eh? We've got uh, yet another match on Sunday. Uh, they they keep adding them. This show just keeps 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 growing. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to uh, start things off with SmackDown uh, that took place in Miami, Florida. And uh, before we go kind of segment by segment way, I guess the uh, the key things on this show was uh, the continual uh, shaping of the WrestleMania card. We had uh, the confirmation of the match. I think everyone was anticipating that being Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville, although no intercontinental championship involved in that one. Uh, more on that later. And then we had the the Austin Theory segment where he came out to challenge Pat McAfee and the match was announced for WrestleMania. And uh, 
just in asking around tonight, um, uh, I, I spoke to two people tonight that uh, were informing me that, uh, as far as they know, the the plans have not changed yet in terms of the direction of Pat McAfee and Vince McMahon. Uh, I, I cannot say one hundred percent that that plan does not change, but um, from what I understand, like that that has been the working plan and is appears to still be the working plan. So, just to clarify, from the people that you've spoken to, uh, this is a red herring. That's that was the impression I was given, unless you know some change was made, like coming out of the interview or something. But the people mm-hmm. I had spoken to have not heard that at all. Okay, well, we'll see how it plays out. We'll see, but they did make that announcement, so we will see what um, what follows that in the uh, well, probably next week or the weeks to come. Like that is a match you probably do want to get out there um, because if you're using Vince McMahon, it's it's with the intention of you know selling some tickets, and I would say that regardless of how this match is structured, which I'm led to believe Austin Theory would be a big part of this match um, for for just the marquee value, um, Vince McMahon promoting him as part of the match is what you would want, I think, for the biggest value. For marquee value, sure. But yeah, I, I feel like, you know, whether or not um, he, he's advertised, I think most of us would have expected Austin Theory to play a big part anyway. Certainly, certainly. Like, this is a match where, you know, Austin Theory would need to be a, a big part of it. And kind of doing the angle tonight, it justifies Austin Theory's involvement uh, in the match, unless they just feel that um, Vince McMahon, it's not a match we can present in any form. And they and they go this new direction with with Austin Theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, but tonight they were at the FTX arena in Miami, Florida, and we kind of got a, a nod to Saturday night's main event at the top where it was just, uh, quickly cutting to various performers on the show from, uh, Paul Heyman to, uh, Ronda Rousey, who is going to teach Sonya that, uh, what abusing her power is going to bring to her and that SmackDown is not just the name of the show. Sonya Deville promising to give Rousey her first loss. The Viking Raiders, they don't play games like the Usos have been playing hide-and-go-seek, and they're going to shred, tear, and claw their carcasses and rip the titles from whatever is left of them. And the Usos stating that the Viking Raiders have the same chance of beating us as fitting into a pair of skinny jeans. Ouch. Damn. Damn. Wow. This is 8 o'clock. This is on network television. Jeez. Um, and then... And then it uh, concluded with uh, Ricochet and Sami Zayn as well, teeing up their match. But um, they, they occasionally do this style of open, and I always kind of like it. Like it's just like it's just like a sprinkling of all your programs that you're uh, introducing tonight or continuing, and kind of just setting the scene for the show. Uh, yeah, I, I always like it whenever they do these occasionally. I, I think they're simple and relatively honest. You know, for something that typically appears on a WWE. Um, style of production that tends to favor overproduction. This is just, you know, showcasing an element of professional wrestling, putting the wrestlers out in front of the camera to try to talk up a fight. So Sami Zayn comes out and they recap the intercontinental title win um, that he had recently over Nakamura and then being confronted by Johnny Knoxville last week. And then the angle uh, where they showed in (laughs) the... The slow motion replay of Johnny Knoxville eating that second haluva kick that looked like it just sent uh, Johnny Knoxville's uh, jaw um, to Portugal. Um, or somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, far. Hey, the, the man, um, you know, had, I mean, a couple of concussions. So what? 
Rain hemorrhage, I, like what big, big deal? I, I guess so. Yes. So it's Sami Zayn and Ricochet for the Intercontinental Title, and um, I'm always hesitant when I say like it seemed like a, like a pretty hot crowd, um, either like a hot crowd or like some hot mixing, but whatever the combination, a mm-hmm. uh, lively lively ambience to this match. I thought, you know, ultimately it, all that matters is how it comes across to the viewer. I think, you know, I, I and I I think like mixing fake audio in front of crowds is. It's it's fair game to me. It's it's it, you're just you know like sweetening the production the way you might I don't know like uh, give us a better camera angle. Like it's I I think it's fine. Uh, it was a hot start here for Ricochet. Um, there was a super kick that got blocked on the edge of the apron. So Ricochet took a half and half suplex onto the edge of the apron, setting up the commercial. Comes back with a leaping Rana, and then Ricochet flips onto the shoulders of Zayn and is met with a sit-out powerbomb. Ricochet then came back, swept the leg, standing moonsault, and we got several near falls from Ricochet, including um, uh, after some of the near falls, going for his own version of a Sasuke special. Zayn then knocks him off the turnbuckle when Johnny Knoxville comes out with his Sami Zayn Intercontinental Chump shirt. So, man, the WWE shop is just going to be in overdrive this next month leading into WrestleMania with our Sami Zayn parody shirt. Now we've got the chump shirt. And this distracts Zayn, who is then hit with a snap Rana and Ricochet hooks the legs, pinning Zayn. Ricochet, your new Intercontinental Champion. I did not expect that. I certainly did not expect a title change. Um, certainly, it's this close to WrestleMania with Sami Zayn already seemingly in a, a match, uh, even before this match with Johnny Knoxville. Um, and I certainly didn't expect Ricochet to be the one to take it off of him. But I guess when you think about it a bit more, I mean, of course, anything can just change back. They can revert the title back to Zayn or, or, or whatever. But, you know, it's also a program that doesn't really need it. We're talking about a celebrity angle here with Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville. And certainly the idea of Johnny Knoxville going for the Intercontinental Champ- Championship. Um, not to say that they have they put that much value on the IC title, but I mean, it is pretty silly. You know, it's one thing for the 24-7 championship to have a, a, a celebrity with no wrestling experience whatsoever challenging for it. It's another for, for an IC championship. Maybe maybe that's part of their thinking. Um, but I, I, I certainly feel like it's more a case of maybe them thinking this program doesn't need it than them thinking Ricochet needs the belt. Right. Um, I, I think that that's probably a, a lot of the thinking is just uh, get the title off of Zayn and just have a, a clear match here with Johnny Knoxville. Although... Quite, quite honestly, it, it would not even be all that shocking to me if they felt the need, like, okay, we'll put the Intercontinental title on Johnny Knoxville. Why not? Jeez, I suppose so. Yeah, of course they could. Yeah. I, I don't think they would be shy about doing that. Like, mm-hmm. why not? I mean, I don't I, I don't view the Intercontinental title as... It's it's just... Well, they put the tag titles on a, on a seven-year-old kid or however old that kid was. Um, I'm sure the IC title probably hasn't had the, the best lineage. Um, but yeah. So afterwards, um, first they, uh, they recap Vince McMahon's interview on the Pat McAfee show and revealing Mr. McMahon's office in the back, although we would never see him on the show. And Zane is throwing a, throwing a fit backstage, destroying equipment and yells at the cameraman. Why are you following me? You're following me like Johnny Knoxville follows me. Well, Johnny Knoxville, why don't you follow me to Dallas at WrestleMania? And we will get Knoxville's response later on in the sh- in the show, which 
I mean, he he explained he will accept it. He's done uh, he's done a lot of insane things to his body, uh, including breaking his penis, as he put it. And uh, this is not going to be anything worse than um, damage to my testicles fighting you at WrestleMania. Like, what's the worst that could happen? Oh, once you've broken your penis, you can do anything in life. Gives you great confidence, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, I I love watching Sami Zayn just, like, freak out. They gave him, like, you know, a good, like, two minutes here just to, like, throw shit around in the back and just, like, act really angry and pissed off. And the more this guy gets wronged, the more this character gets upset, the more entertaining he is to watch. So, man, I love this. It's one character where where sometimes it's just a crutch where it's you know they're in a storyline and they're they're depressed or they're going through a losing streak and it's just okay we have so many matches we have to put on we can just beat someone over and over and over again. Sami Zayn really is that character that you can beat routinely and I, I really don't think he's ever going to diminish to any kind of lower level. I hmm. I don't think this character is ever going to be your top top guy, but at the same time I think it like it's a it's a very, very safe position that, that he is in. I wonder if there's a chance. You know, I wouldn't have said that maybe a, a while ago, but, I mean, they put him consistently on TV in, I would say, pretty notable roles, and I think he knocks it out of the park every single time. So much so that, I mean, could there be a day where they decide to flip the switch and just make him a serious threat, either maybe by putting some muscle behind him or by him actually putting on some muscle, perhaps, and you know, Vince looking at him a bit differently. Um, and he would can, he would have no weaker of a, of a of a title run as like the Miz did last year. Like he would sure, not be worse yeah. than that. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. talking about being like like a serious top guy. Um, I, I don't know if he would really get to that level. Um, he no. has the talent to be. I just don't think he's he's presented as as that that, but, that kind of guy. And I think that that part has. I, I really just don't see him getting into that that upper protected top level. Right, sure. But even being at a Miz level where they, you That's know. That's a great like role in WWE. Like, that is what you should aspire to, to be quite honest. Like, if you can get there, you're always going to have programs. You're always going to be given the ball. You're When there's a celebrity, they feel very confident. When you're, it's doing media and sending them out, um, mm-hmm. Sami Zayn is a bit more outspoken than the Miz. But um, nonetheless, like, it is very clear that they have a, a ton of confidence in this guy of putting him in whatever, and he can he can run with it. Mm-hmm. So uh, then Austin Theory comes out and he states that Vince McMahon is here tonight and that Vince set Pat McAfee up on the interview and that Vince is always one step ahead. He does everything for a reason and he knows that Pat is a loudmouth and asks, what are you going to do when your mouth is wired shut and eating through a straw? And Pat's just sitting, absorbing all of this. And states that, Pat, your opponent at WrestleMania will be me. And he slaps Pat with the headset on. And Pat gets pissed and yells back, come back, you little bitch. (laughs) And then Pat has to get his headset on to react to this, to Michael Cole, who he's pissed. He thinks Michael Cole was in on this. Pat McAfee was becoming Sami Zayn here. And his first question is, who was that? I don't watch Raw. (laughs) (laughs) So, um. Yeah, so I mean, you know, watching this, I I I just assume that they they're going with Theory versus McAfee. Um, but I mean, I don't know. Like, you know, after I, I, I can't said, I can't one hundred percent rule that out. Just 
what I heard tonight is like those that I talked to had, had not heard of any any changes. They were under the impression it was still uh, Vince that is the direction. You know, but you know, I will say I, I think there the the doubt is at least there for me because it feels like a pretty quickly slapped together program between these two, um, and it's also to me not that attractive. You know, on paper, it just as a WrestleMania headline or, or just uh, as, a, as, as a name on the marquee, you know, Austin Theory is hardly, I think, the type of name that I think is worthy of of attention in a singles match capacity against a celebrity, no less. But I mean, I they they could, you know, go ahead and, and, and finalize this. I don't know. But I thought Theory sounded good here. You know, it, it it's it's bound to be the biggest role he's had thus far, whatever in whatever capacity he uh, his role is here. Yeah, and I mean, there's ways you can, if you're going, like, to get around this, I mean, it's the idea that um, Austin Theory jumped out and took this match, and Vince never gave him the the permission to take this match, and it's, uh, you know, multiple ways that, that you can uh, go in the direction, but I think everyone sees Austin Theory having a major part of that match, and the physicality, I think he's going to have to shoulder most of it, and then you do whatever you need to uh with Vince, but you've got four weeks. Like I, I, I think that you have, you know, you do want to draw some of this stuff out. And at least tonight, it seems like the audience is, is very willing to get behind Pat McAfee as a baby face, you know, something about, I think it, it reminded me kind of like of Jerry Lawler, whenever he would, you know, stand up against the heel. Well, uh, when he was, you know, more of a baby face commentator um, and the crowd, there's something like I think an energetic about like seeing a guy who sits down for um, the entire show, and I guess not in McAfee's case, but the, a guy who's behind <laughs> the desk suddenly stepping up and actually getting physical. Yeah, standing up is kind of his thing. So yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people watch that interview, and I would imagine if you are a WWE fan, Pat McAfee comes across very likable in in these interviews. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, and uh, like a genuine like star outside of WWE in the in the sports world, in the media landscape, there's a lot of attention on Pat McAfee at the moment. Mm-hmm. So Carmella and Zelina Vega cut a promo backstage. Uh, they announced the the SmackDown Women's Tag Title Match for or not or WWE Women's Tag Title Match for Sunday of WrestleMania. So now we have two matches on Sunday. Okay. Yes. Whole, whole card right there. And you know what, what? What more do you need? Women's tag title match and uh, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. All the keys. Uh, so it's Carmella against Naomi. Uh, Naomi comes out with Sasha, uh, where uh, Sasha has kind of uh, adapted to uh, Naomi's entrance here. They came out with uh, uh, their their glow inspired entrance. Yes. So. Yeah. Quick match here. Carmella put the mask on, was hit with a head kick, and got stopped on the turnbuckle. Banks nailed Zelina with the double knees on the floor going into the steps as Naomi hit a split-legged moonsault, pinning Carmella in 2 minutes and 11 seconds, and they cut to the back with Natalia watching. So I guess a hint of uh, potentially, could, could you see more teams uh, thrown into this match? Um, yes, I can. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they would announce this match ahead of time with, you know, if, if they're thinking about doing that, but, or maybe it's just Natalia, you know, looking to, um, take up some, some of their time in the weeks leading up to WrestleMania. Well, maybe Naomi and Sasha should win a match together as a team. Good call. Yeah, probably. That's, um, I always but, like that with challengers, but they, I didn't, they at least win one to, before they, they made the challenge for the championships or no. No, so Naomi was just out last week on commentary and got into the ring with Sasha and said, 
we're going for the tag titles. And then Megan Morant did not understand what they meant by we're going for the tag titles. <laughs> so you're telling me, have they ever teamed up together in like the last year? Uh, not since the team bad days, I don't think. Sasha Banks. I mean, maybe they, they might have. Off. Sure, whatever. It's, they're, they're big enough stars. Listen, Pat McAfee's getting a WrestleMania match, okay? Johnny Knoxville is getting a WrestleMania match. You, 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 there's hardly a, a set ranking. I mean, there's system. no women's tag division. Like, so many of the teams sure. were all broken up with the cuts. It's like uh, they're probably at the top mm-hmm. of the rankings just by stating we're in the division. So there you go. There are belts, and there, we have Sasha Banks, who doesn't have a WrestleMania match. So how do we fit it all together? And this is it. you know. So it feels like a bit of a filler match, I have to say. But I, I also think, though, it's good to see Naomi actually get some focus and attention here. She doesn't feel like she's just you know playing like a sidekick to Sasha Banks. She feels like, like a main character as well. It feels like an elevation for Naomi, but it feels mm-hmm. like a, a reduction for Sasha Banks. That is true, yeah. Mm-hmm. Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss were in the back playing cards with a bunch of geeks, and uh, Corbin's cheating by sneaking a look at Moss's hand. He notes his WrestleMania history, winning the Andre Battle Royal, beating Kurt Angle at WrestleMania, and that Drew McIntyre will be another win. He's on the hottest win streak of his career, and this extends to everything. Cards, darts, wrestling matches. He can't lose as Happy Corbin. Uh. So, I guess so. He's got some sort of power that that just came over him um, when he won that jackpot at, on the slot machines in, in Vegas. Um, yeah, has, hasn't worked out so well on on live events. Um, this is this is maybe the most contrived winning streak that we have seen in recent memory of pro wrestling. But <laughs> hey, really if is, you yeah. say it enough times, people believe it. So uh, in yeah. most cases, all you do have to is have to say it once, and people are like, "Oh, of course, undefeated no Corbin." Like five people are checking. Happy Corbin's cage match record. I think it's it's fine. Yeah. And then uh, Moss does an impression of old man McIntyre. Had he been in a, I guess, a senior's home and thinking he saw the Loch Ness Monster, but it turns out he just pooped in his bathtub. It's hilarious. Oh, it's so funny. All, always. Um, Did you watch this next thing, John? The next thing? Okay, so after this, they went to a commercial, and it was a commercial advertising some sort of off-road vehicle. Okay, I did not see this. With Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs uh, driving this SUV into the wilderness, and it's the two of them, like, going hiking. What? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm mad. I missed this now. <laughs> the Toyota Tundra. Thank you, Brian, in the Zoom chat. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I just found it an interesting choice to pick those two, and I actually kind of like it. You know, like I, I okay. think seeing the two of them on screen in in a rex, wrestling context is is boring as hell. Like it's just one person playing guitar, the, the other person like they're doing the same shit every week. But seeing the two of them in an SUV in the woods. Um, is actually pretty interesting. Uh, unfortunately, like the, you didn't get much substance here. Like it was like they, there's a sight gag of like Rick Boogs telling Nakamura if he can grab his food, and it's like a giant, you know, two meter long sub sandwich. Uh, that type, that type of thing. I don't know how I missed this entire thing. This sounded pretty involved. Was this just a thirty second? Yeah. Ad? Oh, it, it, a- it probably felt a bit longer than that. But I mean, I imagine it'll be a series. Oh, I can only hope. I hope this is a recurring bit every single week. Well, I will have to catch up on this. That sounds uh, fascinating in in every sense of the word. Um, But um, this was all the setup for 
a huge SummerSlam rematch. Drew McIntyre against Jinder Mahal, accompanied by Shanky. And uh, Drew threw him around. Shanky got knocked off the apron. The Coloss was blocked. Glasgow kiss, countdown, Claymore, two minutes and eight seconds. Drew beats Jinder Mahal and then uh, got his phone and replied to the text. <laughs> totally forgot about the, the reason for that. Yeah. Um, this is a pretty solidifying end to this program now. I think Drew won. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the fumes of the leg- legendary uh, Drew McIntyre, Jinder Mahal uh, feud over texts and motorcycles and... Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, just a really just a quick showcase win for Drew ahead of this interview. That's all. Yes, with four weeks to go of uh, Corbin and, and Drew. I don't know what they're gonna do for four weeks. God, they haven't treated Drew McIntyre very well, eh? Since since he's lost that belt. Like it's, um, yeah. Like I just feel for Drew. I feel this is kind of just a not a WrestleMania program for someone of like his level. Like baby faces are an endangered species in this company especially top baby mm-hmm. faces. And that's what mm-hmm. I view Drew McIntyre as being. And I can't say this is like a negative in the sense that, you know, he should just destroy this guy. And it's, it's kind of just a lateral move. That's, that's what this program is. And I guess maybe you heat him up for something bigger after mania, but it just, it feels like a holding program. It just, mm-hmm. That's what it is. Hey, before we move on to the next one, I want to read this super chat from Brian Reese in the YouTube chat, because we are of course live on YouTube. Now, Brian Reese sends a $10 super chat. Unfortunately, I don't have the technology to, to show it up on screen, but I will read it. Brian says, I've been a faithful listener and subscriber to you guys for a long time. Started listening to the law in 2012. Keep up the good work. Shout out to my boy Ron in Dracut, Massachusetts. All right, shout out to Ron. Ron and, yeah. And shout well, out to Brian. You. Thank, thank you, you for the, uh, the 10 years of listenership. A dollar for every year. Thank you so much. You know what? I bet, I bet in 2012, you know, what, you know what hooked him on pro wrestling? Hardcore justice. Of course. From the summer of 2012. Do you remember that event? I will soon. No, you won't. You'll want to forget it. I will I will watch it Monday, probably. Aces and Eights was running wild. The Bound oh, for boy. Glory series. You remember the Bound for Glory series? Uh, that I actually do quite a oh, bit. Yeah. God. Was this before or after Claire Lynch? Because I think that's, like, for me, my TNA memories are, are firmly, like, tied to Claire Lynch. Way. It is the summer of Lynch. Oh boy. Okay. Well, that's we're, why the, that's why we're landing on this. I, I'm not at any Claire Lynch portion of the show. I've only watched the first hour, uh, but that will be the subject of rewind away uh, next Tuesday. And I think at this point is uh, we, we are going to uh, sign off for the free version of rewind to SmackDown. And we are going to continue uh, over in the zoom room for all of our patrons. So if you enjoyed this sample, uh, Thank you so much. We do this every Friday night, uh, and you can listen to the entire show at postwrestlingcafe.com where we will uh, finish off the SmackDown review and then go through Rampage and open it up to the phone calls. Always our favorite part. Thank you, guys. Uh, We're just going to go through a little bit of a quick intermission here for our people in the Zoom room, and uh, just hang tight. (laughs) 